Protestants worship God through their spirit-filled worship services, fellowship, and Bible studies. Catholics worship God through their beautiful cathedrals, liturgies, and sacred traditions. As Protestants and Catholics, we worship the same God, we just do it a little differently. But that's no reason to behave like prideful little children in the Father's house who fight over who God loves more just because he gave us different colored rooms. For there is no distinction between Jews and Gentiles, and there is no distinction between Protestants and Catholics. The same Lord is Lord of all, and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We are all God's children, but the enemy has us distracted and divided against ourselves. Meanwhile, he's destroying our families and robbing our children of their future. But it doesn't have to end this way. If we want to beat the enemy, Protestants and Catholics must join forces. But how? Stop talking about how we are different and start talking about how we are the same. We are all the same in our struggles. We are all broken and we all need a savior named Jesus. There are 120 million Protestants and Catholics in America. Imagine if we stopped fighting each other and started fighting the enemy and his evildoers. Imagine if we all pointed in the same direction, back towards God. Imagine if we started voting for laws that align with God's laws. What would happen? We believe that God's hand of protection and favor would heal our land and bring us back to one nation under God. We like this idea so much, we created Broken Catholic, the number one podcast in the world for Protestants and Catholics. Now close your eyes and take a listen as everyday Christians share shocking before and after stories of how they resisted or cooperated with God's plan for their lives and what happened next. Grab your pen and paper because in the next few minutes, you're going to learn how to increase your faithfulness, your fruitfulness, and your fulfillment in God's kingdom. Let's go. Today, my featured guest is Steve Gordon. He is the founder over at unstoppableceo.net. He's also the host of Unstoppable CEO Podcast. You can find him on iTunes and all the major uh, outlets and platforms there. And he's a husband and father of four. In his company, Unstoppable CEO, he builds a done-for-you marketing system um, to really design for the unique challenges of selling professional services. So he's helping uh, business owners really grow their brands. Um, and he was on my other podcast, First 100K. That's how we got to know each other. I liked him immediately. Hopefully he liked me maybe 10, 20, 30 minutes into the show. I don't know. But uh, really uh, a like-minded individual, not just in business, but we got to chatting about faith. We got to chatting about God and just our spiritual life. And it's not all about real success. Isn't all about just money, making money and, and the pursuit of success, but it's really, what about spiritual success? What does that look like? And uh, you know, he's, he said, Hey, I'd love to be on broken Catholic. I said, Hey, I'd love to have you on broken Catholic. And here we are less than a week later on this show. And we're going to talk about Steve's um, faith journey. We're going to talk about what God's been doing in his life and really get into it. So Steve, welcome to the show. Go ahead and share, uh, fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Sure, Joseph. Thanks for having me. This is going to be a lot of fun and uh, I enjoyed our first conversation about business. This one's going to be a little bit more challenging as I shared with you before we started. Um, so uh, yeah, fill in the gaps. Well, you, you hit the notes business-wise. Um, personally, um, I, you know, I, I'm going to be 49 years old next year. And uh, as 
everyone I've ever met who is approaching this age has. I got some scars, man. Um, I, I've got battle wounds. So uh, I totally get the battle scars. I think we all have them. I actually, those are my favorite guests, Steve, is guys who have been there, done that. They've been in the trenches. They've taken the arrows. And we're going to talk about some spiritual uh, battle scars, uh, today. So, uh, before we do take a minute, share something personal about you, uh, that very few people in your business life actually know. Um, I think probably most people don't know that, uh, that I've been divorced and that, um, our family currently, we mentioned, I mentioned that we have four kids. Um, we're kind of like the Brady bunch. So my wife had two boys. I had two girls. We kind of brought them all together. Um, and we've, we've integrated them, I think, fairly successfully. And so I think a lot of people are surprised when they find out that, uh, you know, we, we didn't kind of take the traditional path. Mm, I get that. And, you know, there's so many integrated families out there. And, and I, I know of families personally where, you know, they go and adopt even more kids right on their own just to give those kids a chance at life. So, I think we're living in a totally different generation. So start a uh, broken Catholic nation. This is, see, I have two podcasts, Steve. This is why I, sometimes I intermix <laughs> my, my nations, right? But, you know, my audience loves me and forgives me as I love them. So broken Catholic nation, this is why I invited Steve on the show is really, let's get into what God's done in his life. So Steve, take us back um, and talk about like your childhood. What, uh, were you raised with faith? If so, what denomination? What did that look like early on? And uh, then I, I'm just going to dig in with some questions as we go. Yeah, um, I, I was raised in the Episcopal tradition and, um, and, and I think scarred by my parents at a very early age because there's a picture of me going to Sunday school in a polyester plaid three-piece suit that my mother made when I was probably about seven years old. And uh, I still have nightmares about it, but uh, those yeah, are battles, we, battle scars right there, my friend. Exactly, polyester yeah, so, <laughs> is awful. But uh, you know, we grew up going to church. Um, you know, every Sunday, and um, went to a great little church um, up until probably about 1982, and there were some changes in, in the Episcopal Church that my parents weren't fans of, and, and we kind of stopped. And um, and around that time, they decided to send my brother and I to, um, to a private school, um, an Episcopal-run elementary school, and then on to a, uh, a high school. And so, you know, we kind of had that weekly rhythm. It wasn't, mm. you know, with family on Sundays. It was on Wednesdays in, you know, in chapel. But um, had that weekly rhythm pretty much all through my life um, growing up. And... Uh, um, you know, now looking back, I, I kind of look at that as the, the milepost, you know, um, just that, that Sunday morning reset. So yeah, it's, it's, mm. it's been there for a long time. What was it like growing up, seeing your parents, uh, you know, raise you in one tradition, Episcopalian, and then all of a sudden shifting and stopping and then redirecting you in another, did it raise any questions for you personally as a, a young boy? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know that I completely understood why they were, you know, they were making the, the that change. Um, and um, I probably wasn't mature enough to really question it at the time. I just meant, meant I got Sunday mornings free. 
Um, you know, if, if we're being honest about it, you know, but at that age, you know, I think I was maybe 10 or 11 years old um, at the time. And so, um, you know, I don't, I don't know that I connected the dots back then. Um, really wasn't until I got into high school that I, I started beginning to understand um, my, my faith a little bit and then probably didn't progress a whole lot until I was almost 40 mm. faced with, you know, a, the first significant life challenge, you know? Mm. I get that. And, and I think that's so common, right? We have, we, many of us, I think, a BC nation, we all have this gap, right? Where for many of us, we're raised with faith and we follow it up until we're adults, 18 years of age. Then we go out on our own and we do the whole prodigal son, prodigal daughter type experimentation. Uh, and we all have different versions of it. Some of us go all the way off the deep end like I have. Um, and some of us, we, we dip our foot in the, in the pool. Um, but then we, we, life hits us. Uh, we bottom out sometimes or we realize, you know, this is all empty. Like, what's the point? And, and I think God uses these uh, moments in our life to really redirect us back to him, um, to really refocus us that he's the answer. He always has been. And now there's this mature, uh, this maturity of faith, I think, that we're given that opportunity. And so you said you came back about age 40. I mean, that's a large gap there. Well, and, you know, I was attending church all along. I just don't think I progressed mm -hmm. in my relationship with God during what do you that think time. Was, what do you think was missing? Um, I think there was just this, this lack of real understanding of what the gospel is really all about. So, you know, I grew up, um, you know, kind of as I described. So in, in high school, we had these theology classes that we went through and, and um, I just, I can remember being in high school and like sitting in, in that chapel and, you know, on typical Wednesday service and, and, you know, just like wondering, okay, well, how am I ever going to overcome this, like, so that I could be good enough to, you know, go to heaven at the end, right? Mm. Not a really mature thought, but, but that was the thought. And, and that kind of stuck for a while. And, um, you know, and then um, I get to right around age 39. And my wife at the time decides that, that, uh, you know, she's, she doesn't want to be married any longer. Um, and, um, you know, and so, the world gets turned upside down and kind of simultaneously with that, um, you know, the, the business that I'd owned at the time um, was just being beat up by uh, what was going on in the economy in, in you know, 07, 08 and 09. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a, it was a rough time. It was the first time in my life I've had that much of a challenge. You know, I've usually felt mm. like I was, I was able to hand in, handle anything that came my way. And what I quickly found out was I was in over my head in almost every area of life and, um, and I needed help and I started asking for help. And, uh, what did that look like specifically? Well, so my first wife was 
Catholic. So when we got married, um, I became Catholic and it was, uh, really meeting with a, a priest in our, our parish, a uh, really young priest, uh, brand new and, um, kind of explained what, you know, what I was going through. And, um, he really took the time to kind of sit with me. Um, mm. and we met, we probably only met three or four times, but, um, but he shared some things with me, um, that were, I, I guess, eye opening for me at the time, you know, the, do you remember what they were? Well, just the, the concept of grace never entered my head. Mm. I mean, I may have heard the word and, and, and on the surface understood what it was, but I hadn't experienced it and I didn't understand how it actually applied. And when that clicked and I finally said, there's nothing I'm going to do ever to be worthy. So I better just give up that whole line of activity and thinking and intention and just give up and say, thank you mm. and so be grateful. What I'm hearing you say, and, and BC Nation, what a, an awesome, awesome point that Steve is bringing up right now is by grace, we are saved, right? Not through performance, right? Of course, we got to, you know, it's through that outpouring of grace that we show up and do good. We love others. We love God, et cetera, right? You can't have that missing, right? There's a natural outpouring of love um, and mercy and forgiveness with others when God's doing, giving you that but that you get to earn heaven is is such a lie of the enemy right that many of us fall into i've fallen into that you know many times and i tried to perform my way into heaven you know perform well perform with excellence and that's how i was raised marine corps training and be a perfect little soldier and uh, so steve i really get what you're saying there and so what was that like for you when you got to surrender that it was through God's grace that you're saved and, and, and the gates of heaven are open to you now. Now it's, you got to actually start, you know, maybe shifting behaviors in life. I don't know. I don't know what was going on back then. What was that like for you? It was, I mean, frankly, it was like the weight of the world was lifted, mm. you know, um, with the circumstances that I was in at the time you know, there was a tremendous amount of pressure and a lot of negative things happening. And I don't know that I, I would have made it through that had I not mm. had something to sort of hang on to, to, uh, you know, to kind of reassure me that, yeah, there's a better future out there. You know, there's, there's a path forward. There's a purpose, um, you know, for, for you being here and experiencing this. And it, it changed how I looked at, at going through that entire process. So rather than looking at it as, Oh, woe is me. This is an awful thing. I, I began to look at it as a, a learning opportunity. And, um, you know, and I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about how to, practice being faithful on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, you know, I, I tell my wife over and over again, I said, the one thing I learned through that time is that, that kind of the, 
what I see as the, the root sin is worry. Worry. Because when you're worried, you, it, it means you don't have faith. Mm. If you had faith, you wouldn't worry. And, and so, you know, during that time, I, I learned to use that as a, almost like a trigger. So when I find myself now getting really worked up and worried, which happens, everybody has that, right? It, it's almost like I go, wait, stop. Okay, let's refocus on how I've been blessed. Let's refocus on all of the good that exists. And yeah, there may, there may be the circumstance here that has to be dealt with, but, um, but my job is to be faithful and to pay attention and to listen and then to act accordingly. But uh, my job isn't to figure it all out. Mm. I really like that. And, you know, it's uh, BC nation just to be transparent because Steve's doing so well at it right now. I got to catch up here. I just had that today. I woke up, everything's good in my life, but my brain lied to me and told me it wasn't. You ever have that where all of a sudden worry just hits for no good bleeping reason. And you're like, why am I stressing out? Nothing is wrong. But like mm -hmm. fear just sits in and the anxiety attacks of the enemy. And it's like, it's all going to crash and burn. You're not good enough. You're, you know, all this stuff. And I'm just like, Always. ah, what the bleep. And Steve, I, I love the way you said it. It's when worry hits, you know, refocus on God, you know, and you use that as an indicator now to get quiet, uh, to refocus on your blessings and really, oh, what is God doing right now? And your job is to trust him. Right. Your job is to have faith. That's it. And then be alert as to how he's moving in your life. Anything you want to add to that? I think it's brilliant. No, I mean, I think, I think that that summarizes it really, really well. And it's easy. So if I were on the other side of this and I was listening to us, it would be easy to, to sit there and go, well, this guy, I mean, anybody can say that, right. Um, the experience of it doesn't, it, it, the experience of it isn't as clean as, as what you and I just described. Right. All right. Make it messy for us. Right. So I, I had one of those periods over the last couple of weeks where I was feeling kind of stressed about, you know, where things were going in my business, not for any good reason at all. Um, because things are actually going really, really well. And, um, and it's, it, it's interesting. I mean, it, it's not a, it's not like flipping a switch, you know? So I can, I can stop myself and say, okay, I'm worried. I need to just surrender this and, and just refocus. But sometimes that might take a week, mm. you know, to really move through that because that keeps that attack keeps coming back to you. Um, you know, and, and I think being aware of, of that, um, and understanding that when it comes, it's, I mean, you mentioned it's, you know, an attack of, you know, of the enemy. It, it, it is, it's false. It's a lie. Mm -hmm. And it's normally attacking our identity, mm -hmm. right? In who we are as sons and daughters of God. That's how you know it's from the enemy, BC Nation. If it attacks who you are, your own worth, like your personal identity as a child of God, from the enemy, it's a lie, trash it. 
and refocus, right? Go back to scripture and, and just fill your brain, your, fill your mind with, with all the truth, right? You got to let go of the lies. So Steve, can I give you something here? Please. Um, yeah, a little contribution in this direction. Um, I give this to my coaching clients with the spiritual coaching is something I developed called the surrender principle. And it's really simple, right? And most things with God are simple, right? We just overcomplicate them. So the surrender principle simply states that your level of happiness is in direct proportion to what you're holding on to or what you surrender to God, mm-hmm. right? And it, it fluctuates. It goes up and down based on what you're holding on to, right? And most of the time, God is trying to bless you with something good in your life, Right? He's got good plans for you, not of harm or evil, but for good, right? And you and I are blocking his blessings. Why? Because we're worried. We're worried about fear, anxiety, stress, all this other stuff. And all he's saying is, my son, trust me. My daughter, trust me. I control the universe. Trust me. I got it. I got your business. I got your your family. I got your kids. Everything's fine. Focus on me. I'm your number one right? So the surrender principle is simply this, and this is what it looks like practically BC Nation. And Steve, you can use it if you so choose or or not, totally up to you. But simply say this prayer for the next 10 days every morning, right? And just in your quiet time, five minutes or whatever, just say, Father, I surrender to you and then fill in the blank. Whatever that hairy monster thing is that's stressing you out, causing anxiety, the lie, your identity, all this stuff, Just fill in the blank because it's always a different fill in the blank. There's always some new thing to worry or stress about, right? But those are the words. And I believe, and I've seen it clearly in my own life with all my coaching clients, God is waiting for you to say those words to him. Father, I surrender to you this thing. And until we do, see, God will never trump our free will. Right? He waits for us to surrender it. And it, we have to say it out loud, on, unfortunately. right? And many of us don't know this. And it's a simple technique. And as soon as we do it, and I did it today, I got on this podcast with you and I said, hey, Steve, earlier today, I was a grumpy kind of bleepity bleep with some people because I, I just had all this fear and anxiety going on. And halfway through the day, I represented myself to the surrender principle. I surrendered it. I said, Father, I surrender to you this fear, this anxiety, this worry, this self-doubt, all this stuff, how I just treated people. I surrendered it all to you. I don't want it anymore. It's too big for me. Take it. And Steve, I could tell you, it doesn't take a week. Man, God took it, right? And I feel light again and just everything's right again. And, and like my, all those lies just dissipated. So what shows up for you in that? Does that contribute to you? Does it not? I don't know. Oh, it absolutely does. Um, and I, I think for, for everyone listening, it's such a simple technique. Mm. I, I love simplicity. You know? Um, it's done because, for you spirituality. That's what that is. That, done there you for go. you spirituality. Well, sometimes we, make, sometimes we make all of this stuff complicated. Yes. And, um, and that can get in the way, I think. Um, if you look at, at scripture and what, what God is really telling us, it, it's all really pretty simple. And we tend to go complicate it all by ourselves. And, um, and so, yeah, I love the fact that you can simplify it just to that, that one thought. And, uh, and that's an easy thing for people to, 
kind of hang on to. Um, the trick, the challenge is creating that trigger for yourself. Yes. Well, um, you've done that, it. For that yours. takes work. I think you've, I don't think it takes that much work. Like you've done it for yourself when worry is pushed, right? The button of worry is pushed in you. You immediately think of, oh crap, right? You represent yourself, you refocus. So BC Nation, you can do the same thing with the, with the surrender principle. The second you find yourself worrying or stressing or like things are good in your life and then all of a sudden it feels like they're not, like that's from the enemy. That's a, that's a direct attack on you right there. The treasure principle. Uh, sorry, I said the treasure principle. That's a book I was reading. Uh, the surrender principle. Right there, turn to your heavenly father. Just get quiet. You could be in a business meeting with people all around you. Just close your eyes and say, Father, I surrender to you this you know, anxiety I'm feeling before I'm about to give this speech. I surrender to you this worry. I surrender to you that this person just insulted me, falsely accused me. I surrender that to you. I don't want it. I don't want to take on those lies. I don't want that to hit me. Right? And you can do this with anything in your life, BC Nation. It's such a gift. It sets you free. And yes, does it take practice? Is it a muscle you got to develop? It absolutely is. But I promise you this, it will become a habit for you. And then it's just a go-to. And your life doesn't have to be this long, like, drudgery of worry and anxiety. And so many of you are struggling with depression right now. Some of you are having thoughts of ending your life. I used to have those thoughts. You can surrender those suicidal thoughts up to your heavenly father right now. What shows up, Steve? Anything? Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you completely. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I just, there, there isn't anything that you have that, that, that he can't handle. Um, mm. And I think, uh, it, it, you know, I hate to say trite, you know, something that sounds trite, that it can be taken that way. Um, and it, you know, part of what I discovered in, in this process back in, in uh, I was about 10 years ago now, really 2009, 2010, was that um, I was given an opportunity to, um, to sort of experience a little, uh, a, a little heavenly discipline so that I, <laughs> I, I so that I understood, um, exactly, you know, what, what reality was, okay. um, you know, at least that's, that's the way I've kind of processed that, that time period because the circumstances weren't pleasant at all. Mm. Um, you know, going through a divorce, uh, even though I'm happily married now, um, and, and wouldn't trade it for the world and, and, and gained two children in the process. And those relationships have been just such a blessing. Um, the process of, of divorce, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's painful. It's awful. Um, you know, the, the economic situation that we went through mm -hmm. and, you know, having to lay people off and all of that uncertainty and worry and, you know, relationships destroyed over, um, you know, over essentially over money, you know, or, or, or our, our relationship in commerce. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody, but um, I wouldn't have progressed. I would have stayed on that plateau that I'd been on for 20 years. I wouldn't have progressed had I not experienced that. Mm. What have you learned about God through that process? 
to trust. Yeah. And that's, and uh, you know, I, you and I know each other a little bit now because we've had a few conversations, but um, I'm pretty type A kind of walk into the room and take charge and let's get going. And sometimes letting go of that is incredibly difficult for me. Um, and, you know, I, I've, I've built two businesses, you know, you, that sort of give, um, you know, like I would understand that, yeah, you're, you're a worker here in the vineyard, but, um, you know, you're not the ultimate architect yes. to set that in its right context. I agree with you so much there. Okay. So I love the heavenly discipline thing and BC nation. Maybe you're going through some heavenly discipline like Steve was, maybe you're going through it right now. Maybe it looks different or maybe it looks the same. Maybe you're going through a divorce or you're, you're headed for a divorce and you don't know how to stop it or avoid it. Like this is what I do with my spiritual coaching. I help clients avoid that painful process that nobody wins. And the kids definitely don't. The kids are, they suffer. I went through divorce. I'm a product of divorce, right? I, I, I should say I was raised in divorce. And, uh, you know, that was traumatic for all of us. And anything I can do to help you avoid that in your own family, that crisis that Steve is saying he doesn't wish on his worst enemy, man, reach out, reach out for that. You know, God wants to bring healing in relationships, I truly believe. All right, so we're speaking with Steve Gordon. Uh, you can find him at unstoppableceo.net. That's Steve Gordon at unstoppableceo.net. He's the host of Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Go check him out. He's a husband and father of four. Uh, he's a faithful Christian and son of God. And uh, we're talking about how to humble ourselves and, and trust in God and in, in God's plan for our life rather than our plans and schemes. And as two type A personalities, Steve and myself, this is very difficult. You know, this, our humanity shows up more often than not. And uh, we try to take control of what God's trying to bless us with. And maybe you're doing that as well. So Steve, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the confession round. I'm going to ask you, you like what I did there, brother. Uh, I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Let's go. All right. What's your favorite thing about God? Uh, that he created me and loves me. Amen. What's your least favorite thing about God? Sometimes he's felt it necessary to, uh, to give me some discipline. Yeah. And I think he also speaks cryptically. Like, just tell me what I need to do. <laughs> right? Yeah. Steve, Steve, what are you most afraid of? Uh, you asked me this on your other podcast, and I think the answer is the same. I think failure um, in, in any area of life. Got it. And what did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? Or 20s to 40s? <laughs> oh, um, uh, worrying. worrying. Worrying about things that didn't matter. I'm really glad you brought up worry as this, that's going to be the theme of the show, right? Is what to do with your worry, right? How to give that to God. What secret fear do you have about people? I don't know that I have one. What secret fear do you have about God? 
every now and then there is that fear that creeps back that, man, I won't, I won't make it across the finish line. Got that. That's a real fear. I get it. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? I wish I'd understood what grace really meant. Mm. Yeah, I get that. What's a new spiritual habit that you'd like to form? Um, you know, I, I'd like to start writing more. I do a lot of reading now, uh, a lot of reading of scripture, a lot of reading of other spiritual books. It's time to start taking that and writing it and sharing what I've learned. Very cool. And what is a bad habit that you'd like to break? Judging people. Judging people. I'm right in there with you, brother. All right. Pick three words to describe who you are now, my friend, now that you've experienced God in your life. I am peaceful, confident, and I hope I am um, one who shares love and shares the light. Very cool. Just so you know, I get those three things about you. Just in our Thank few you. conversations. Yep. Uh, pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God in your heart. Um, I think um, I was a lot more stressed out. <laughs> um, I was a lot more stressed out. Um, and I, I'd like to think that, that well, I, I was about being loving and trying to share that. Um, I'm not sure I was very good at it. Um, and, uh, and I think I was a little bit shy and reserved. Yeah, I get that. And last question, and you answered this on the other podcast, but maybe you have a new thought about it. If you could come back to life after you died, look your wife, your kids, your family, your friends in the eye, give them only one piece of advice. What would you say to them? Uh, my answer hasn't changed. Have faith. Have faith, BC Nation. Have faith. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not? Just be open. If, if you're looking for peace, it's there. But you have to be open to it. Amen to that. BC Nation, if you're searching for God right now, and maybe you were raised in a faith denomination where maybe your trust was broken through somebody, someone hurt you, someone did you wrong, and you really want to feel the love of God in your life right now, follow Steve's advice. Be open. Be open. Send up a prayer. I, I offer this for a lot of my coaching clients, and it, it really works. Look up to heaven and say, Father, if you exist, show me you exist in my life. And then believe he actually will. It's that simple. Say that for the next 10 days. And God will start to show up in your life. You got to watch, though. You got to be alert. He will show up. So if you need that, go to him. He's the answer to everything. And Steve, what's the best way for BC Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose? Uh, best place to find me is on uh, my website at unstoppableceo.net. And uh, there's a contact form there. You can email me through that. And I uh, would love to hear from you. I hope this has been helpful for folks listening. It's certainly been, uh, been helpful for me. I've 
you know, sometimes you, you learn the most just from hearing your own thoughts escape your head. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And the great part, Steve, you get to go back and, and listen to the recording and pick up on some other things, you know? So that's pretty awesome. Thank you for showing up today, Steve. You showed up powerfully. You showed up humbly. Um, and you were very transparent, uh, you know, about your own struggles. And, and you just made it very human. And this is the conversation I believe we need to have nowadays is that none of us are perfect. We're all in this together. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. We're all pursuing heaven. Let's put down the labels and let's uh, really lock arms and, and work together and help each other. BC Nation, I wish you uh, the best and, and we'll see you next week. And Steve, I wish you God's love, peace and joy in your life, my friend. Thank you, sir. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on of bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.